0: From the Dallas On Air studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is the Next Issue Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, and Adrian Harry.
1: Hey, now, <laughs> Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. We are part of the Dallas On Air family. We're also co hosts on the Just a Sec podcast, and we're three friends that talk about our l- lifelong love of comic books. How you guys doing? Not too bad. And yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. Kyle? Uh, Michael? again. Hey, guys. There we go. Hey, Kyle. There we
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> You're here, I promise. <laughs> I'm not sure about myself sometimes, though. So. Um, so, hey, guys. It's another episode. What's everyone got this week? Um,. I've just been trying to read every single one
1: of these books. I that's hard. It's hard. I am a completist, so I try to read everything. Um, Kyle right. Kyle has way more fun with it. He's like, well, why don't we just read the ones we like. And I'm like,
2: Well no, I but I, what well, I read a good chunk of them, but it's just you know it's yeah.
1: But you take a more positive direction on it. I'm like, well, wait a minute, they wrote this one backup story in a vampirella <laughs> book and have to go find. and, and that's what I did. I, I went and bought the vampirella book that had one story in it, and actually pretty great. Really? Yeah, it's pretty pretty great.
2: Character Never could get into. I tried. I mean, there it was. Vampirella came out back in that like mid '90s when they were doing all these indie cre- creations, but I just could not get into
1: it. Well, then let me tease you with this one. It's uh, it's not really a focus on her. It's a focus on Archie Goodwin. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of interesting the the way they tell the story, but it's it's pretty awesome.
3: Cool. Uh, what
1: have you been up to, Adrian?
3: Uh, <laughs> trying to get through all this <laughs> research. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of it. Um, yeah. I didn't realize how much they'd done together, and, and then such and a start, short
2: amount of time, too.
3: Yeah, and it was a short amount of time, but I, 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 I pushed through it. And then, like, there's some other things, like uh, that, like I was telling you guys about how I, there's nothing like uh, finding an old box of comics. Yeah, I was at a friend's house and found like 400 comics that he had that his uncle had just stowed at his house, and just going through that was just nostalgia city. So Mm -hmm. that kind of distracted me for a day and a half or so. But um, yeah, just reading through all this, there's some really good stories we were gonna get to.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I had a great time with this. I owned most of these. Um, Some I had to revisit some uh, I had to go out and buy. I I realized I was missing some books. Uh, I didn't get to everything. But I think we're just gonna run through uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim sales work from DC to Marvel. Um, they did do a Vampirella story, like I said. That's, uh, <laughs> if you want to hunt that one down, it's, it's, it's a pretty good story with Archie Goodwin in it. Um, so let's start with uh, Catwoman. When in Rome, what would you think, Adrian? Uh,
3: probably my... F-
2: I'm going to have to on you guys for this one. This um, one also- Yeah, well, he, he had it, a lot of weird. hot it's sports w- opinions. <laughs> well, well, okay, so...
3: I think this is what made Catwoman your favorite now. It's one of my, I just like the way Tim Sale draws Catwoman. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um, And then getting into uh, Superman for All seasons, just the way he draws women, period. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's not that hyper-sexualized 90s look. Right.
2: But it, there's something still very well, sexual about no, it. No, I was going to say...
3: I, it's, it's simplistic, but
2: sexual. And the way just, he drew Catwoman in either Long Halloween or... Yeah, it's, uh, the, same, it's yeah, the same and, and style. It's, you're very, there is a very sexual kind of prowess to it. Yeah, you know? but not, it's not, very simple. Not Jim Lee, not Liefeld, You know where it's like no. you know, muscle on top of muscle, muscle where muscle's not supposed to be, but mm-hmm. this kind of nice, sleek, slender... Sleek
3: and curves yeah. where they're supposed to be. Um, like a real person? Yeah, like a real person. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> And so, plus, they put in her character so much, because right. she mm-hmm. doesn't really... I mean, she gets... Into panels, and she's up close. She's yeah. in. She's in with Blondie. She's in on Riddler. Right. She. Is, I mean, the way he puts her in panel placement just right. alone shows that she is aggressive. She is definitely up in your face, and especially when she fights Cheetah in the book.
3: Right. That's a. That was a great moment. I, I, just the book overall, just the whole series was really good. Yeah. Uh, just the way they. I think there's an ongoing theme is how they construct a story um, because I, I find a lot of this is uh, stories that we've heard about that we read about before, just the way they construct the story and able to make you, there's a nostalgia piece to it, but yeah. it's also fresh at the same time, although these are 50-year-old stories, you know, and then there's some, like when When in Rome, you know, I didn't know that uh, Catwoman, Well. well Spoiler alert, Falcone's Catwoman's father. She believes it. She believes it. She believes it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's a uh, lot of evidence uh, in that. Advance alert, we are going to talk spoilers about every one of these books. So, uh, (laughs) this is your, if you have not read any of these books as we go into them, we will spoil them for you. Right. Um, I'd love, I'd love Catwoman. It, it gave, it went back, told a little bit of her history. It saw two villains I haven't really seen, uh, together, Mm -hmm. uh, Riddler and Catwoman. Right. And, um, what I loved is kind of just seeing what kind of person Riddler is uh, with women, and right. now we know. <laughs> yeah, because Gotham does a definite, d- a definite different portrayal of Riddler. <laughs> yes. and uh, what they do in the book, just the way he even draws him, just this kind of like, like small, small,
3: yeah, yeah. tiny yeah. man. That that's uh, he's different from anybody else that draws the Riddler. Well, it's, it's definitely
2: different than what they're doing in the current uh, Batman uh, Rebirth books because right now they're talking about like sort of the first year of Batman there, but there's a gang war going on, and all the villains either tip take on one side, Riddler or Joker, and there's like one arc where they're talking about how there was a three-day battle between Deadshot and Deathstroke, and each one has sided with one of these two villains, and he is not made to seem like this really thin, lanky kind of character. that You know, it's like they make him seem like a strong, dominant, kind of smart individual that, like, right. really you got to mess with, so.
3: Right. Um
2: I think anytime you take any of the portrayals of any of the
1: villains, mm-hmm. there becomes a hierarchy of and it, and and it's weird because in film and TV it's definitely the whoever you get as a home run actor, yeah, you go oh they found the voice. So I definitely see that in a lot. I mean, I think that's definitely why we got Captain Cold and Heat Wave ending up in Legends, Legends of Tomorrow yeah. right. because you got two guys great together, seem to have found the voice for their characters and. Even without Captain Cold, Heatwave is great alone. Well, yeah, they, also,
2: is. they also got lucky because it, they weren't just two actors they brought together. They'd already worked together on a prison oh, break. Yeah, so there was already had that had chemistry. dynamic. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and what's great now is, uh, you know. I'll admit I have not watched Gotham the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. When I did, the one thing I did enjoy was Penguin and Riddler together. They were they were, oh. they were living together, and it was it was kind of an interesting take to see villains like that. And that's that's what I enjoy. I enjoy seeing these kind of moments between characters that are small. And I think that's what uh, Loeb excels at when he yeah. has characters like that, and he can put them in a room and just have a discussion. It's fantastic, and right. we and we'll see a lot more of that. I think it is Marvel books; mm-hmm. they're more intimate. They're definitely a handful of characters as opposed to uh, you know uh, the long Halloween, where you've just got this massive story right. over twelve issues mm-hmm. that that kind of covers all of Batman mythology right. and villains.
2: Right. But I got to give credit to Loeb over there. It's you know he's he's good about expanding a story, not to like you know most stories will take place in a couple issues, and it's like maybe a couple days at most that it does. You know, Long Halloween is a month per book.
3: It's a year. Yeah. yeah. A year and year and a month. But he so does, I think he does it's good, 13 issues. Yeah, yeah, he
2: does a good job of span out because he did the same thing with Hush. Hush wasn't just something he did in a matter of one or two issues. That was a 12-issue story arc also, you know, trying to figure out who, you know, the character was, how he was messing with Batman. So I think Lopez yeah. has a good way of kind of there are sometimes when I read an issue and I get really pissed off because oh I got to wait another two or three issues or they span a story out for so long I just don't want to do it but I think he does it to where it, it leaves the reader intrigued enough to where you're going to want to go get the next one and pick it up so
3: right
1: um so all in all would you think of the story I mean it's six issues oh, it's, it was an a plus
3: a plus I gave it that. um it was it, it was short it was sweet it was to the point um. And just a really good story. I mean, it, it, they went to Rome, so there's new characters involved, but there's still some... It, it'll get into one of the issues I kind of have with, with the low sales stuff that, you know, kind of repetitive, but actually kind of cool at the same time is that each issue kind of brings in like a new villain, somebody, but kind of works within the story. Mm-hmm. That, that... um same thing with Spider-Man Blue, you know, each issue there was some, there was a, a new character yeah. that he was going up against, but it kind of made, it really didn't make sense of why they were there. And then the way he ties it all in at the end as to why they all came together, um, uh, besides the love story aspect of it, when in Rome and Spider-Man Blue are pretty much kind of the same story, if you think about it, Okay. Um, you know each issue kind of dealing with and somebody's screwing with them and you come at, the, you come to the fact that, yeah, uh, there's one person behind the whole thing. Um, but like I said, I gave it an A plus. I thought it was a really good story. I blew through it pretty quickly, so I wasn't bored with it at all. Yeah. And um, it, it was a good start to um, the research that we were doing.
1: Yeah. Um, as we go through these, uh, give me a little bit of your history and what you know about some of the books that he's done for, or that they've done for DC. Uh, let's go into Let's go into the Long Halloween because that's probably the one that's most known. Right. Most people have read, and well,
2: I think that's what really started this combo of creator team, you know, Robin right. Well
1: right. Well, I think before that though, it was. Uh, I mean, they had done a couple of books, a couple of books that we have tried to read, and. and <laughs> <laughs> um, as we get into it, uh, we, we're we not going to talk about uh, Gambit and, and Wolverine. I, I tried to read that book, and I, that may be one of their early uh, collaborations, but I'm not a fan of Gambit, and it is right. so I hard to get way. through that book. Um, if anyone is a fan of Gambit and just goes, you don't know what you're talking about, send me issues to read. Let me know what I'm missing, oh, yeah. because I... I would love to read that book and just be more excited to get more out of those characters, but all I seemed to see was kind of like, you know, the same thing we know about Gambit, mm-hmm. oh, the same thing we know about Wolverine. If you I, want to
2: read a good, and this is just my opinion, want to read a good, like, X Men duo one, um, Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown. Oh, yeah, I, I do. And I, and that, that's I, I you, do love that book. Yeah, so if you're going to, if you want, I mean, let me say, uh, before we start getting off this tangent, if you want to read something that's good and kind of talk about that, go read Meltdown from the late 80s, and then we can kind of get into that kind of topic.
1: Yeah. Now, um, did y'all lose me? I don't sell. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, there we go. Um, Long Halloween, let's get into that. What would, would y'all think about that? Because that was a, a pretty in depth book. You had a, a ton of villains. You had to kind of go through the whole Batman well, mythology who and rotation. What did they go
2: into in Batman? I mean, I know. almost everybody. I mean, you had you know Croc, you had a Grundy, you had you know, Riddle Kite or Joker. I mean, I don't, can't think of one villain that didn't make an appearance. Kite Man? Okay, Kite Man. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, okay, fair enough,
1: fair enough. <laughs> you, you want me to go obscure? I'll go obscure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but not, not, not. Tom not King. Yeah, but not, <laughs> not obscure enough for Tom King's uh, current run. Uh, I know he's telling the origin of Kite Man, and, which is pretty awesome. Um, Long Halloween is such a fantastic book, it is. Just, just for uh, the handling of all the villains, yeah. uh, really giving the world's greatest detective a mystery. Um, mm-hmm. And plus, I just love the style. He does all those characters in. I mean, when in Rome is great, you mm -hmm. get to see Catwoman, you see her in like the Jim uh, Ballant uh, costume, you get to see, I I wasn't a fan of the mask so much uh, that she had in that, but Catwoman's had so many different costumes, it's kind of neat to have an artist go through the different things that they have and Mm -hmm. show her in one uh, one style that he's kind of uh, done for himself. Right. And then to see all of the villains show up. See yeah. what, what version of Riddler are you going to do? Why does that define what your Riddler is in the story? I mean, because he's a small, sniveling man. But are we going to do the uh, Jim Carrey look? Are we going to do a cool stylized look? Um, I just like seeing uh, all the different takes on the villains, especially when it's, they're in prison.
3: Well, I mean, it's, it's um, all the takes are very interesting. They're they're not boring at all, no. and they're different. Like there's different tweaks. Uh, you loaned me the Absolute Edition three months ago, and I, I, I <laughs> he was surprised. Like three days later, I was like, "Hey, um, I'll bring it to. The, I'm gonna bring it back to you um, next time we come do a show." And he are like, "You're finished with it already?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm done." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, because that's a I I mean, I love the Long Halloween. It, yeah. it was. I, I wanted. You know, I was recommended it. And that's why I asked if you had it, and you were like, "Yeah, I'll bring it." And and it's the I, absolute I,
1: edition, so it absolute, has everything. everything. In it. And so
3: I, but I tore through that thing, and it was, uh, it's probably one of my favorite stories, Batman stories.
1: Yeah, of I all definitely, time. as far as these books, I recommend the Long Halloween. I recommend When in Rome. If you enjoyed that, and you want uh, just a little yeah. taste of uh, a Catwoman story, right? Uh, Dark Victory. What did you guys think of that book? Another love- Batman book.
2: I love Long Halloween. I probably still might like it more than Dark Victory, but the thing I like about Dark Victory is because it introduces us to Robin. It yeah. brings us Dick Grayson. And, that, and he's always going to be, I mean, no offense to people who love Batman, but eh, bring me Nightwing, bring me Dick Grayson, Robin, bring me, you know, I mean, even Tim Drake. I've always been more of a Robin uh, fan. Well, boy. Robin redefines Batman. Exactly. Well, short, you know what like that, and, and so I it's. Can bond. Thank yeah. you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd I like seeing that. I mean, and, yeah. and uh, what's interesting is in the Captain America book, we get that same take, Bucky. but with Bucky. Bucky yeah. So uh, who, who are these heroes once they have a sidekick?: exactly. Once they put a child in harm's way? who are these? And guys? even then you,
2: you, even when they brought Drake and Tim Drake, they brought the one line. You can't have Batman without Robin. I think Batman is, I think Robin, especially in this book, is what finalized Batman into the hero that he needed to become. And that's what you know. And you still have that kind of like we still have a lot of the characters that were from Long Halloween. But again, you bring that dynamic. You have the dark hero, but now you bring that light side. And so how does this combo kind of finish out that story?
1: Yeah, um, I was unable to get through uh, Dark Victory again. I, it's a book I own. It's a book I recall. And so I'm just going to touch on a few things. Uh, when you see Robin, you get this kid who is angry and he wants revenge. And how does a guy like Batman? Uh, Control that, and train that, and turn him into Robin.
3: Uh, what did you guys think? I didn't get a chance to read Dark Victory. Okay, um, I didn't get. a...
2: Um,
1: We're gonna focus on Kyle then. Yeah, Kyle who has <laughs> an automatic recall memory.
2: <laughs> I don't. Know, it was just really good because, like, you, you talk about that because. I mean, I think don't. It's not just this book. Any book you have, you see, you know, Dick Grayson is this character who sees his parents dying, and they definitely go into that. And, like the art style of this whole book it's like you know it's Bruce how how am I going to channel that anger you know if I don't channel this he's going to you know I I'm, I'm trying to give him his own outlet to deal with this but also make sure he doesn't do something he's going to regret you know but again at the at the at the, at the end of the day it's got to be his choice you know right. whether or not he follows the dark path or the light path and you know and I think he does a great job of trying to help Dick figure that out okay uh, I think one of my favorite bits about the story though is at the very end you have uh he's talking to Gordon and Gordon says, like, so you have this kid, he's not my you know, he's not my son, he's my partner. And then you and you see Barbara, and Gordon just pop out the door and he goes, Dad and she's looking at him to stop speaking and you see Robin just kinda of standing there. He's flipping all over the place and he just looks back at Barbara and you see Gordon look back and he goes he goes "Let's looks at Robin and goes, Don't even think about it, son <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Because right. but you know this is gonna be the start of an actual like relationship throughout the rest of the dc universe barbara and dick and that's always been one of my favorites too is Batgirl Robin girl robin have always had this awesome dynamic and yeah so i think this that was just a nice little kind of tidbit that the hints like hey th- yeah they're gonna have a long history but you know it's gordon's kind of like uh-uh, no <laughs> I,
1: and and that makes me want to see uh, a book by Loeb and sale doing sidekicks yes. doing sidekicks yes.
2: who realize
1: do- their sidekicks and working together and what that means i
2: think right. you just said it right there that's probably what i'd want to see oh Alright, never mind. You just made me answer one of my own questions I'll answer later. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Um now the
0: Doing sidekicks, isn't that what gets us in trouble with comic books? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, y- oh man, young ward, it gets a little creepy.
1: That that's more in a Garth Ennis type story. <laughs> um did anyone read a uh, Haunted Night? These were these were a collection of stories that led on Halloween. I need
2: to, but no, I have not.
1: Okay, so then uh, we're just going, to... and then we talked about Challengers of the Unknown. This was another Loeb sale book. Uh, we're not going to get into that much, which was weird because it was hard to find digitally. Really? Like, no, yeah,
2: yeah, it was right. very hard to find digitally. I still need to read because like Challengers is one of those weird series. It's like not superhero based. It's just four right. random dudes, sometimes five, who just are science based and they kind of take care of like you know monsters and sci-fi based things. And it's one of the things that I was always kind of up and down whether I liked you know depending on who did what creative team did them, but it was always like this kind of. Because they weren't relying on superpowers, you know. It's like Fantastic right. Four, but we didn't get hit by cosmic rays. How do we use science and technology to stop, you know, what's going on? So I, what?
0: I, they're the lone gunmen of the DC universe. They, no, the, know,
2: they're the FF of the DC yeah, universe right. without superpowers. Yeah, they're, just, yeah, they're the
0: lone gunman.
1: They're the, they're science based, and actually, I, I kind of go. I'd love to see Warren Ellis get yes. in, just kind of nerd out. And so, get into the, science the way y'all about
3: they're, it. they're describing it, it sounds like how you described Planetary to me,
1: um, but, but Planetary powers.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: they had powers. Uh, This, you know, I don't have a definitive Challengers of the Unknown story to tell you. This is what it should be. Go Mm -hmm. read it. Uh, So, if anyone listening has uh, a huge knowledge of Challengers of the Unknown and can send us some recommendations, we will definitely read those. Um, Okay, and for the last DC book, Superman, Man for All Seasons.
2: This was a lot of fun. Very fun. I think. I had a slight problem, just a little bit, with the way they drew Superman. Only because I think with the Batman stuff, I mean, I know that's one thing he's always it, it, well, Sale would always draw Batman. You know, he pretty muscular and something. But at least there was like this. He kind of seemed almost at least. That, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like he wasn't didn't seem like too big or too smaller than everyone else. It was almost like right. uh, he kept everybody on par. Superman in this one, it almost looked like he were just like he was on roids half the damn time. Like his broad shoulders, and like every time he'd stand next to somebody, it was almost more like I think they were trying to really push him to be more like he's Superman. And I feel like they, sometimes he was a little bit drawn bigger than almost all the other characters in the actual book. Yeah. Other than that, I thought it was really fun because you're, you're you know that first issue when they're you know he's there and you know he's learning. Oh, I can fly, I can run fast. And then you have Pa Kent going. It's like, well, I'm kind of worried about him, but you know, how, yeah. How's you know. And Ma's like, well, you got to let him go. He's going to have to figure out how to handle his life in the world. We can't protect him for no. He's yeah. about to graduate high school. So like, what else right. are we going to do?
1: For me, Superman's always been about the parents. Right. Um, everyone should aim to be as good as Ma and Pa Kent. Your kid right. should be half as good as Clark. Right. If you're he's doing it- Snyder, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, um, I just yeah, I don't understand that uh, mentality. I always love Smallville for the fact mm-hmm. that. We had uh, parents in the show a lot of the time. He was in high school as the show started, but even as it got older. And we have one of those critical things that Superman has to understand uh, is that he cannot fight death. Right. And I think that was really important, not only in the Donner film, but in the... um, in the TV show as well, because yeah, right. that that one really got to me. I, I, well, a lot of people, I probably will not give John Schneider props for his role. Oh as, no, no, no! no. As, I, I, I will, I will. He he did a great job, and and to have that role of being someone who has to teach the most powerful person in the universe right. how to be good—that's what Mon Ken are, and they're part of america i mean right. that's what that's what that that's what you want your kids to be you want them to be so good that they know i mean how to go out and do the right thing when you think
2: about it like you know you kind of go look at superman and batman are both orphans in their own form or fashion but ma and pa kent are the batman to superman whereas batman is the parent parental version to robin you know he wanted to make sure that robin didn't fall on that line ma And into mom pa kent you don't have mom pa kent you don't have clark kent you don't have superman the red blue and that's saving America. They're the ones who incorporate. It's like you got to have these strong values. It wasn't his parents on Krypton that raised him. You know, it was these two people like were hardworking, probably lower than middle class kind of family in a small Kansas town, and it's, it's it's their moral values that helped raise him to become the superhero that he is. Well, uh, and and I think the.
1: The way that they tell the story from different perspectives is what's really incredible. Awesome. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, the For me, it was Lex. That was right. the story that I really enjoyed the most because it was like Lex needed to know how to defeat this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And he knew. Yeah. He knew what to take away from him to uh, make him go away. Mm-hmm. And Clark had to find what's in him to stay right to keep fighting to keep doing the good fight i mean and that's what we need nowadays we need uh the good people doing the good fight out there
2: yeah
3: well um just to get off just a second um you were talking about how superman can't fight death i think that was not a better story told than an all-star
2: superman oh yeah um, that one okay that's another story for Yeah, no. but, but that book itself you needs to be yeah, talked about yeah, yeah
3: um just you know him how he deals with death and that there's something that he just can't fight, and I don't think there's a better story told no. with Superman about that, about that one issue. That's probably but, my top five. Percent. But all, but all Superman for all seasons, which is a fantastic read.
1: It to me, this is up there with uh, what's so wrong with truth, justice, and the American way. Uh, mm-hmm. Superman seven seventy five, um, also All Star Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this is what you need to start with, right? If if everyone knows. Superman, and they have this idea of what their origin is, but digging into this and seeing uh, the story told of what other people within the superhero community or within uh, Superman's mythology think of him, right. and getting those stories—that's yeah. that's a really great well, foundation. And
3: um, I can't remember who.
2: You are saying what they should start with this. I, I almost have to argue. I've read okay. Birthright and Birthright. I think because it depends. Again, you're going with that multiverse of where, where you know what's the retconning of the DC universe. But I think another one that came out after this one was uh, Superman Birthright. I thought was a good like kind of origin, but it took you right back to the one of the things I've always loved about before Burns did the retcon was the fact that Lex. And Clark were friends back in Smallville, and then and, and 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 the the fact that Superboy was trying to save Lex's life, and then he was sort of inadvertently responsible for him losing his hair is what caused him for his hate for Superboy. And I always like that kind of dynamic, that kind of it, it's from a childhood almost kind of obsession. And then when they took that away in the Red After Crisis, I was like, eh. I, you
1: know, it, it's weird reading this and seeing an orange-haired Exa- Alexa, with Lex. Hate, <laughs>
3: What I did love about the book, uh, another thing was, um, I can't remember who the colorist was on that, but it's it's still Tim Sale's artwork. But I mean, just how important the coloring is because it, it it looked like um, it was almost like a Norman Rockwell painting compared yeah. to most comic books. Yeah, you know, and, and
1: I think that's what Sale adds to this. As yeah. as we start to get into the Marvel books, and I'll define this better, uh, these stories seem to take place in uh, a silver age. Right. Um, they're they're different. They're not as dark. We're talking pre uh, well, 1986. No, is it 86 but or dark 84? Night. Yeah, pre Dark Knight, pre Watchmen, pre Yeah, so
2: 86 would be when I would say that, that crossed over. Yeah, so but I mean in some like, even with the Marvel stuff, there's stuff in there that like you think was taking place during the 60s. But but they still have small things like um, like they'll have like a computer that's not from '60 in there, you know. But mm, they right. Like say they'll draw a few things to kind of keep you we're a little more in current times. But you know, when we get into Daredevil Yellow, he's in the yellow and red costume, and that was something that was definitely pre you know '70s kind of stuff. So you you've got kind of this mixture. It's like um, Bruce Tim with Batman the animated series. It's yeah. Batman set in current time, but he's got that old you know '40s or '50s kind of style history
0: to right. Gotham and the cars and everything. So it's like this is kind of cool. Well, one of the cool things about uh, what I'm seeing here in the imagery, because again, I don't, yeah. I don't read a lot of the stuff you guys are putting out there, but what it feels like is though it's hearkening back to the Max Fleischer cartoons. You're going back to the original 1954 That's cartoons that were coming that yeah. were coming yeah. out. Uh, but I mean, it, it, you're also getting that in the Batman too. You're getting that. You're getting those really kind of almost like clean lines mm-hmm. and you're Very getting much so. those geometric shapes, and you're getting uh, cartoonish type violence yeah
1: yeah and and that's a interesting thing i i want to get y'all's take on this
2: is superman a killer no he's had to on on a few occasions but he's not, and that was the, i think the one thing that's him over everybody else i think is the fact that he's not a killer he's like that you know the all-american way it's like there's always he's he's it, baseball a, a, a apple pie you know american it's all, flag
3: it's all about perspective right though true i mean um we can just look at history like um cubans that are here in america for the most part hate fidel castro yeah and for i mean he there's no denying that he has a a has led a brutal regime throughout his his life but there's some good things that he's done like um over in africa he sent troops over to help africans and um what he's done as far as medical and education for his country Are good things but Mm -hmm. at the same time he's still a brutal dictator yeah at the at the the, and so we as an audience may not see superman as as a killer but maybe the family of the people that he's killed may see him as a killer i mean it it, is i guess it's more Yeah, but he's yeah, more but, philosophical.
1: But but unless you know. you,
2: unless you're talking about injustice, he hasn't really gone out there to kill that many people.
1: Yeah, I, I to me he shouldn't be a killer.
2: He no.
0: did successfully kill Brandon Ruth's career. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's on Legends yeah. tomorrow, season four. Mm-hmm. He plays an awesome Ray prep Palmer, yeah. Palmer. Palmer Ray, oh, Ray Palmer, Palmer. Yeah, I do love him as the Adam. Yeah, uh, in fact, I really love that little kid aspect of mm-hmm. right. of him uh, just being this rich kid with a lot of toys. Right. Um. Okay, so so that covers a lot of the DC books. What do you think their you know their impression is? Uh, walking away, looking at what their work is for Batman, Catwoman, Challengers, is, is there anything that you see that defines it?
3: It's just really good storytelling. Yeah, it's some it's of the best. It's some of the best. Individually, it's yeah. the best Catwoman story I've read. What I will it, say, it, no. Long Halloween is probably one of the best Batman stories that I've ever Definite read.
1: Definitely top five and. Catwoman, uh, that may be the top.
3: Uh, yeah, it, it's probably the best. It is the best that I've read, just solo. And then, as far as Superman, uh,
2: that's probably my top five. Top five. You know, so I'll say this much. Uh, I and I want to say this talk we talk about the Marvel, but I do see a slight difference between the DC stuff and then the Marvel. I can't talk about right. Captain America White, but I, there was there was a connection between Spider-Man Daredevil and Hulk that I want to bring up. That I think okay there was, that was more of a how the stories were different between the two. Yeah.
1: Um, do y'all want to uh, just jump into the Marvel books as a whole yeah, or go can. through them one by one? We because can. I was going to start with Daredevil Yellow. We can. Uh, Daredevil- Probably my favorite. Uh, yeah. Really? I, I really loved it. Uh, it's... It goes back. I mean, for the art shows a more innocent time. You see Karen Page, right. who looks almost like a teenager, Right. and you realize uh, it, it, what what I see in the Marvel stories is is they take this uh, this moment that you know that has happened, right? Um, and in Daredevil Yellow, we know what happens to Karen Page. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about Karen Page uh, in the beginning and right. during a more innocent time,
2: uh, where we had the early days of uh, Nelson and Murdoch. Right. Well, and that's what I loved about this. I'm gonna take off Karen for one second, but the thing I loved about the story was it was showing a more light-hearted Daredevil and Matt Murdock that I think they're they're kind of getting back into the current book, but things he's gotten so dark and almost so gloomy. I mean, almost sort of not necessarily Batmanish, but he just he's this kid's this kid's like, Whoa, oh, I get to jump around, I I get to wear this kind of suit, I'm becoming a superhero. Like he was right. a, a fun kid who 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 could. He smile when he's swimming around New York and taking yeah. on super villains and that was like this is I love this there's almost an innocence to him that he hasn't been through all this pain and stuff or, or falling out with other people that it was just like it, this, is the, this is the kind of daredevil I want to read because he, like even though he might be sort of Marvel's Batman he's not Batman because he finds the fun Right. And all this, even though bringing fear into the villains, he's like, no, you know, hey, look at me. I'm jumping off the top of the Empire State Building. Right. <laughs> so. I, as we go through each one of these, uh, again, this is what I'm
1: going to go to. This is a, a time of innocence. This is, mm-hmm. a, silver, no, is. a Silver Age story right. for readers who've been through the dark stuff and they know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's And it's showing each character who they were before this. And by hearing the narration from Matt, from Peter, uh, you get to know where they are now because yeah. mm-hmm. they're tr- still trying to cope with loss. Right, that's, and that's and that, that's, that's,
2: that's, 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 a, that's a connection between all th- all the stories. It's yeah. loss
3: and uh, love stories. Yeah, love th- stories. Th- th- these they're they're all about loss, but they're all love stories. And then, uh, and that's what's interesting. And when we get to Blue, uh, maybe the uh, I was um. Don't get me wrong, Blue is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we we're gonna get, we're surprised in <laughs> most of. The- I, I'll give you my thoughts on blue when we get to it, okay. but yeah. Well, it, uh, it, yellow it, I, I liked. Um, I could have used some better villains. I
2: but- don't know. I don't know. It was, like this, like,
3: but that was kind of the villains he had back
0: then.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you still get Kilgrave. You did, yes. Um, Which I didn't realize, and that was one thing I didn't realize his power base. I didn't think you had to visually see his power base. I thought it was just something like he, and or if he spoke, and if you heard him, then you just became his. I, well, think, I think sometimes when you define the power,
1: you don't have to. You don't have to stick to a continuity. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna crap on continuity again, and and say, does it work for the story? If mm-hmm. if I can change this piece, if I present it in the story and yeah, say, right. say, you know, it's it's aura based, it's location
2: based. Well, um, and I was fine. with I know, it, it did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought it worked better, and it made the yeah. story mm-hmm. easier to work around. When you give an all powerful character, man, yeah. it's tough to to write well, your way out of that.
3: The interesting way of like like you said they can change it uh, with Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix series they they made it pheromone based, yeah. So, you know he can control a, a wide range and like you said it. At the core of it, Kilgrave is probably one of the most powerful villains, you know, scariest villains. Yeah. You know, as much as people thought well, Jessica Jones was boring in the in the Jessica Jones.
2: TV series, they made him that way. Yeah, he's I know, scary. I don't, no, no, yeah, terrifying in there. And I, well, I also think a part of that's Tenet's acting. I think yeah, he, he brought that over. But oh, he's right. so good, yes. But I don't think they do that enough in the comic books. And no, And, they and, don't. and then he wasn't scary in the comic book. He was just like this kind of um, smartass who just kind of like is right. like, hey, you can't touch me. Well, Guys, now we, which
0: Tenet's actually going to be at? Uh, uh, I know fa- at yeah. fan yeah. days. So. Yeah, so.
2: Uh, so
1: don't, no get close. <laughs> yeah, don't, g- don't get too close. Yeah, don't don't get too close. We're talking you about pheromone
0: based. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I think if you talk to any Doctor Who fan, <laughs> that thing is just gonna be coded. So
1: um, for me, uh, Daredevil yellow, uh, Hulk gray, and Spider Man blue are love stories, mm-hmm. and they're love triangles. Um, you've got Matt, you've got Foggy, and you've got Karen. Yeah, that was a good aspect of it. Um, We saw it in the show, done pretty well.
2: Yes, you know. uh, Well, if you think about the Hulk triangle, is a little bit weirder because
1: the Hulk triangle is weird, but it's it it's about mar or not marrying, but it's it's about finding people uh, that have the traits of your parents uh, when you date, and it's like, well, you know, how much is this person like your mother? How much is this person like your father when you're dating? And I think the monster. Is what uh, she's dealt with in
2: the past because she sees he's a, you know, Thunderbolt's a monster.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But then oh, so there's I this was, way
1: she can, can communicate with. I Hulk. was
2: thinking differently. I was thinking the love triangle is Bruce, Hulk, and Betty because you have her in love with the uh, Bruce. The Hulk's trying to help Betty, Betty, but Betty doesn't want to deal with, you know, and it's this weird kind of dynamic cuz it the Hulk and Banner are the same person even though she yeah. doesn't realize it.
1: So I oh, see I put Thunderbolt Ross in there because he loves his daughter. But he's see. doing everything yes. to set himself as an example of the violence the monster yeah. creates. He he's trying to become a victim to show to prove what he knows or what he believes right. is the Hulk. Well,
2: and that's what I loved about the talk between Leonard and uh, Bruce it was just the talk. You know, he's like saying, "I'm not sure who the villain, the monster really is, the Hulk or Thunderbolt." You know, it was this. You know, and that, and, and, and just you know, is like you know, you know, there was one point where Leonard's like saying, "You know, you, you just described blah blah blah. and you goes, "Yeah," and you just have Leonard go, "Uh huh." He's like, don't get to do that to me. It's like, what do you mean? Every psychiatrist always goes, uh-huh, but they think you're kind of talking out your ass. And, it's yeah. just, and he's just like, and it's like you want to really get me pissed off? Listen, Bruce, you asked me to come here. I'm just trying to right. help out. You know, that, that,
1: that almost would be a great setup for a miniseries is just to have Hulk in therapy and talk about these nice. things. Because one of the things he talks about is the first time he hurt Betty. Yeah. Right. And we never, I don't think we've had that moment in comics. I don't, I don't, I, I don't recall it. So if uh, someone wants to well, fact check me, Daniel.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's there, <laughs> no, I'm there, sure there had terrible. to be an, an issue where in, in somewhere in that 30 years of time where he, like, you know, Betty was there and he actually knocked a wall down a piece of rock, flew off and hit her in the head or something. So there's got to be something in the history of Hulk where he's uh, unintentionally hurt Betty. Yeah. But then he, then you, if you go and spoilers for all the Hulk history, if you think about it, he's at the time when she died, he was the one supposedly responsible for her death. Yeah, because it was the uh, gamma radiation uh, gamma radiation poisoning that she got. That, you know killed her. Yeah, that
1: that was where I was kind of lost because I know they were talking about a story in the future where she's dead, and
2: I and that's, and I
1: don't know that moment.
2: Well, no, no, and I do because I read it because they're, they're, they reconcile and they had just had a, a good night, and then she her bo- she's lying in bed where I think Bruce is taking a shower, and her whole she just kind of closes her eyes and her whole body turns green. And you find out later, Bruce comes out, and they have her funeral, and he's talking to uh, Thaddeus, and you find out that basically because all her exposure to him, because of the gamma radiation is what poisoned her to die. Uh, okay, and that's where I say I, I, that's why I know they're tying into the current universe because in Daredevil Yellow, he he talks about you know, uh, you know, he's talking about you know, uh, Karen dying, and he goes, he's going through all the villains, da 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 da, bullseye. And that's where yeah. he, ref- he connects Bullseye to, you know, uh, or, or, or Mysterio. I think it was Mysterio. I think he actually mentioned Mysterio. And he's like, you know, there are only, you know, all these different villains who used to wear costumes. And he talks Mysterio. And that's where, you, knew, you know, they're connecting to the Kevin Smith run. You know, oh, okay. The guardi- yeah. Guardian
1: Devil. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, it, which is such a, a dark story. That it's so nice to kind of go back. I mean, granted, I will say that Kevin Smith is my second favorite Daredevil story yeah. of all mm-hmm. time uh this this is probably third you've got to have that right. story in front of you you've got to have that darkness to have this uh look
2: back yeah. on their relationship is born
3: again your number one like mine
2: no um i don't know i'm not sure what my like i definitely those are in the top if i to choose top three or five it's kevin smith and it's gonna yellow. be probably frank miller's uh run before before
1: born again. before born again oh, okay yeah The Man Without Fear. I I think you have to have that one uh, to get to the other places. I don't know if you you have other points in time in Daredevil's history that that Mm -hmm. get him to where he is now or advances his character. I hate seeing I hate seeing him really dark. I didn't like the storyline where he took over the hand for a while. Shadowland. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it, but it's interesting because Daredevil pushes those limits. He gets to the point where he's or, almost the Punisher, but he's not good. What well, about but. when
2: he like faked his own death and he became you know he started wearing that gray outfit and he's like I'm not Matt Murdock and, uh, and yeah. yeah there was he's he's had some low points. Yeah,
1: oh. yeah. Oh, there's definitely Arcanes, been mm-hmm. some. You know, Matt's been all over the place. I've really. Yeah. Uh, I love Joe Kelly, but I think Joe Kelly wrote kind of the end of his run during his like 300 issues Mm -hmm. and uh, gave him like a metal costume and just weird, weird, weird
2: ending there. I've always liked Daredevil. as a guest star in other comic books. I always thought he's a, always a good, not as a sidekick, but as a side character or guest star in other superheroes, whether it's been with Spider-Man, Captain America, the yeah. Defenders, anytime he guest starred with the original Defender, I always thought he was a cool side character that would bring an extra dynamic because, I don't know, it, I don't know that's just me. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, now, did either one of you read Captain America White? No. <laughs> okay. So Captain America White is uh, Cap, uh, talking talking to Nick Fury and reliving an old story about Bucky before or, or, or really the origin of Bucky right. and Bucky from the comics not from the movies it, it is the the innocence of the Silver Age it is Bucky with a mask and tights and just this kid who is not what we see in the film He he's a kid who is in the military in the army being exposed to death At every turn and joining up with the howling commandos
3: right which is interesting that 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 he went that route because um you asked us to come up with some more um Mm -hmm. ideas for different colors yeah and and one of mine has to do with not really a love story but something along those lines so that's interesting that they went that route with that well, y'all want
1: to dig into that for a minute. I know we I know we all want to talk about Spider-Man Blue, <laughs> but sure. but but the one thing I did task everyone with was give me a couple of colors and characters and title uh, of a DC or Marvel book you'd like to see you these got, g- these guys
2: tackle. I already know which one I want to see. What? Just talking about the psychics. I want to see Teen Titans. Teen I want to see the original Teen Titans, all five. Uh, you want to see the origin, or it, it, either the origin or some story that dealing with after they came together. But Robin, Wonder Girls, Kid Flash, Aqualad, and uh, Speedy. I want to see a, a book. Was I think he? I think they oh, would I do like an that. awesome job. as oh, those Oh man, other. God, that would be great. Again, right back to Dark Victory. You you have this intro to uh you have this intro to uh, Dick Grayson as Robin, but I think he did an awesome job and a fun. Again, I'm going right back to Yellow. Yellow brought. Daredevil in this really fun. uh, uh, He may be like, you know, in his late 20s and a grown up, but he was almost like a kid in a candy shop. He's like, look at the powers I have. And I think one of my favorite scenes is, I think it's issue two of Daredevil, or, yeah. And you have, no, sorry, issue two or three, but you have the thing sticking his head right in the office of Matt Murdoch and Nelson. He's like saying, Are you the, the bums? You are trying yeah. to be our lawyer. That's great. Yeah. And Matt actually goes for a second. goes, There was a small part of when this actually happened that the, they actually came to talk to me about being New York's newest superhero. And I'm just like, That was, that's awesome because he's just, it's like, Oh my God. I'm like, Could I be famous? <laughs> <So laughs> right. It's just innocence. And I think with the sidekicks, I think those five and some stories, especially. If it's taking place in a sixty or seventy-ish look kind of world, I think there's an innocence that they could have some fun with these five, and maybe they're talking about, you know, people they've lost or something they've, you know, having to grow up and becoming the Flash and Troya and you know Red Arrow and all this stuff. I think they could do this really nice story of those five together.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear the debate the sidekicks have about we want to have our own team and then what their mentors send them in with. I want to see a page of, of Bruce talking with Robin of like. Okay, so this is going to be your own thing. These are the things that I think you should do. I think you make a great leader. I think you'd do mm-hmm. this. I just with each one of them, break that down. Give me a page sure. of what their mentors would say to them, because I would love to see that interaction. Because we don't, I don't think we see that a lot. No, but no. but I think Jeff Loeb thinks about those things and mm-hmm. takes those moments and puts some puts them down. They're really yeah. really really good. Uh, do you have Do you have a, a book you want to see from uh, them? Or I, I sent out three. I wanted I wanted two colors and give me a DC book, or give me give me a couple okay, of DC
3: um, books. I really didn't think about DC. I thought I, I, when you asked that question, I kept thinking about colors, and because I really liked the aspect of of how he wove the stories. Um, I thought of Hawkeye purple. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it kind of gets into when I started thinking about this. It it, it kind of left a really, bad taste in my mouth with I with the rest of the book because. In comics, it's that that n r e d r n e r d effect, the nerd effect. No one ever really dies, right? Yeah. So we know that most of these characters come they, back. They they come back. So it's kind of weird. So with Mockingbird, we know she comes back, but I think it would be a great telling you know how they met, you know, uh, just that like have a real origin story yeah. to to a couple that. Was together for a really long, long time, really long time, and then she. And died.
1: before you get into the continuity of well, she was dead. She was a scroll. She was this. Now they're right. divorced. Like we don't need that baggage. No. We just want to see two right. people fighting crime, falling in love. Give me that story. Yeah, and and then, and, 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 and I trust Jeff Love to make me care so much right. and, and want to run out and buy it. And her.
3: then now after uh, Secret Wars two, um, maybe Iron Man Gold, where he's talking about uh, Rhodey.
2: Oh. Because oh, they've, so
3: like, they've been through some... Because Rhodey's dead uh, after Secret Wars
1: 2, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So just going back and telling... Oh, wow. Yeah. No, Civil War 2. Civil, C- C- Civil War 2, yeah, yeah. yeah. you saying Secret Wars 2 and I'm thinking a totally different book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Civil War 2. Beyonder? Yeah. The yeah. giant white yeah. outfit? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, but after
3: uh, after Civil War 2, Rhodey's dead. And going back and... Because he, I mean, he helped him through his alcoholism. He took over the Iron Man mantle because of Tony's alcoholism. Um
1: you know just every time brody's been there for him just tell those stories oh god that would be great yeah oh man i love that pitch
2: the two i'd love to see i was thinking about this one would be and we don't have to use this color scheme but i was thinking vision green maybe an early early tone of the vision how he after he wakes with you know simon's brain patterns and how he's having to deal with humanity and joining the avengers and maybe that intro early look into the look of the Scarlet, with his relationship with the scarlet witch because that's interesting because I put scarlet witch red okay um
1: mm-hmm. i thought it would be an interesting take to do her love story because everyone goes well her and vision were in a relationship and you go through all that how did they get there and and it's
3: weird right. because no one really knows it just kind of popped up
1: yeah i mean you 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 had you had aspects of it in west coast avengers john right. burns uh run but give us some moments, some early like give us the early Avengers days. Right. Uh, I'd like to see the Tim Sale look on all the Avengers, kind of further on in the history, because we do get to see them in the original in in their original looks in Captain America. Uh, but Scarlet Witch, red; mm-hmm. um, She Hulk, green.
3: I thought about that as well, but I mean, the fun, the sad part about it is that they kind of made Jennifer. Uh, into a slut. I mean, she's been with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Juggernaut, yeah.
1: Luke
2: Cage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Iron I, I am? I, I, I guess I, I have not read all these.
2: Yeah. I mean, when, still, when, when they when they brought Juggernaut as part Star of the Star Fox. X-Men. I mean, yeah. 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 She was with, with Star Fox? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's Hawkeye. Yeah. We, they pretty much alluded yeah. that she slept with Hawkeye at least some point. Yeah. And, Hey man, good for
1: her. Like, who
2: cares? You know, good for them.
1: Yeah, except for Starfox, I'm always going to question because he's just a weird dude. He's a weird dude. No one's ever said, you know, hey, you should bring Starfox back. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get
3: some hate tweet.
1: You know, hey, Starfox was awesome.
3: And just for stylization alone, because I don't know where they're they're going with this current um, Jane Foster Thor run, but she has cancer. And she's dying, so she's eventually going to have to die. I would like to see. Uh, you say to, uh, that. You say you, that. You she say
1: she, that she has to. I mean, I think it's unfair to people who are reading that book that have cancer that are
3: going. Oh, I can. You know.
1: But
2: we're Marvel. We're going to bring her back in two years, but we're going that. to write. Well, I
3: mean, her that's not uh, But I mean, as a, as a as a plot device, using that as a plot device, she has
2: to. There has to be some kind of. And I hate to use the word
3: payoff for that. Well, unless
2: she decides never to drop the hammer again. Unless somebody. That's the thing. If she yeah. could choose that thing. It's as long as the hammer is on her, she doesn't have to change back in the Jane Foster. That's true. And then, so I think that could lead into a story of her humanity. It's like, are you really going to do this? You know, but I, would,
3: I wouldn't mind seeing a Thor, whatever color you want to choose, for yeah. with that, that love story. Uh,
1: my final, my DC book is uh, Solomon Grundy, uh, Case of the Mondays. I gave him a title. Oh, I want, wow. I want seven issues <laughs> that start with the rebirth of Solomon Grundy in different forms
2: mm-hmm.
1: until. Huh. That that journey till his death at the end of that issue, and then start over. Give me Monday through uh through Sunday, and give me an issue on each one because, that 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 could stand alone. Because we've seen different we've seen different versions of Solomon Grundy. Right. I'd like to see uh, them tackle this because I think the the style would be awesome. Right, the stories would be fantastic. Uh, but let's finish this out with Spider-Man Blue, which I think Mm -hmm. everyone has said is their favorite. No. Nope. I think Yellow was my favorite. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, So why is it
0: your favorite? Try on this. I want a Zack Snyder Brown. And I want the creators of Superman and Batman to look at him and go, You're going to make some really shitty movies. Please stop before you do it. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. I want like 12 issues of him going, You know what? This is wrong. This this Justice sucks. League, wrong. Suicide Squad, wrong. Just please go back.
1: Zack Snyder on. Brown. Brown.
0: <laughs> God. So.
1: Um, I love this. Uh, it was the first one I wanted to read and that really kind of wrecked it for some of, some of the did. other books, specifically the Gambit book because I was really struggling with that. <laughs> right. Blue is such a sweet story it about is. It loss. may be,
3: at, at its core, it's, it's, in its truest sense, it's a love story. And, and it's actually, you know, because it's a triangle, it's more, it's three different love stories at the same time, right? You're you right. know, because you have his love for Aunt May, which they, are able to pull out and and, and exploit. Not really exploit is not a bad word, but they're able to show that, that love he has for Aunt May and mm-hmm. him moving out. Give him, then, they give him a moment. Yeah, they give him a moment and then his love for Gwen and then her love for him or her infatuation with him at that point. And then, and then you throw in MJ and one of the, the best moments is at the very end where she walks in on him yeah. while he's making it. You know, and instead of being a jealous, crazy bitch, she has her man, she understands that he has a past, and she's like, tell her I said hi. Well, that was and like, then walks yeah. off. That was it, the that
2: happiest was of great, all of the yeah, endings. Was, I mean, because Daredevil, was, you know, he's having to deal with, right. well, Karen, you're still dead, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out, would you want me to be all moody, or would you want me to keep going on being the person you want me to be? Hulk's like, you know, he gets all pissed off, goes through Leonard's office, and becomes a Hulk and starts crying at a picture of Betty. But Peter, it's like, you know, even though I miss you, my life is pretty, you know, full, and and right. and you know, and it's like I, I can't really complain. And and MJ again has come and look, you have this past, and I, I've accepted that, you know. And she even knows Gwen was your first love, and I've never right. got, never tried to take that away from you. But you know, but you've also I also realize you've come to we're together, and you've never tried to hold Gwen over me, and so she's right. accepted that whole
3: yeah. Past. She, I mean, pretty much it, because she knows this is going on, yeah, and from. What I understood in the writing is something he does every year. Yeah, you know, um, well, it's not that, and it's she cause... gives him that one day, and and for it to be Valentine's Day, yeah, is, is pretty freaking awesome for a chick to.
1: What what I noticed too is this is a this is a story about change, and the change is all in Flash. Right, mm-hmm. Flash goes from being the bully to suddenly kind of seeing peter as a rival Mm -hmm. because now peter knows these girls and has kind of earned flash's respect right uh and then you kind of go flash doesn't know who he is he's he's he he has the one moment where he's going man in high school i used to be everything and now like i I can't even get a date like he's the he's he's the third wheel at these uh at these parties both girls are more interested in peter because Mm -hmm. they've kind of grown up and moved on right uh, they want to see someone with you know a little more than what flash has to offer and it's neat seeing flash become a little kid and get excited about spider-man like right. like that's who this person is and I love the splash page that's another that's another thing that I've seen over and over again that Tim Sale loves to do is we we get hit with splash pages that mean something right and they're so great they're awesome um, I read digitally. It's, it's hard for me to, uh, read a lot of the comics. So when I go through and I hit a splash page and it just goes from panel, panel, then boom, it is such a treat to see that because right. you're starting to sort to see how that plays out as you do the smart read and it hits at each panel and you go, there's a bigger page. I'm going to get right. to here in a moment. And it's such a great moment to,
3: and, to and, open up and to go back to what I was talking about, how sale draws a Catwoman. Um, the way he drew Gwen and MJ in this oh, is just yes. awesome, just yeah. awesome. Very seventy-ish um, look, that very 30, I, but like, 70-
2: mod kind of like late sixties, early seventies. That mod kind of look. I, I mean, it wasn't over
3: sexualized, no. but
2: it was very, it was very sexy at very the same high time. schoolish, like, like yeah. almost like senior year of like. Well,
1: yeah, because they were mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah, the, I, I just love their looks. They're both completely different characters. They both talk differently. They both uh, have this interest for Peter, but it's. It's probably the most beautiful book. Yes. Uh, and I cannot recommend Spider Man Blue I, enough. I recommend
3: it, it to a friend of mine, a female. And I was like, if you want to get back into comics, read this book. It's a short read, and it's probably one of the best not only Peter Parker stories, it's probably one of the best love stories yeah. ever we, told in comics.
2: And we, what's your big suggestion, Yellow? Yeah, I would, yeah, but if you like Daredevil and you like kind of Innocence, I say go I stay with Yellow, but Blue is definitely up there, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I just made a few notes on this one, and I said what, what Loeb and Sale do is mold a time when things were simpler. We all look back on a time when we experienced loss, and they take us through that with a smile. Uh, and, and it takes us to a nice place where superheroes were just out trying to keep us safe and not In some ways, everyone. these are almost
2: therapy reads. They help you deal with loss and kind of just realize life wasn't as horrible as you think. Exactly, yeah. and
1: I think Spider-Man may be the best one, mm-hmm. uh, just because of who and what Gwen was. Uh, right. If you know Daredevil's history and you read into Karen's yeah. loss, uh, it, it's way different, and it's, it's it so much darker. But that's who those two characters are. Peter and Peter and Matt are well, worlds apart. The, the
3: funny thing about it is, is that like, a lot of people our age, maybe a little bit older, okay. Um, they just know MJ. They really don't know the Gwen Stacy, you know. And le- they've seen her in like the last Amazing Spider-Man movie, but you know they really don't know her. And I think this is a good way of getting to know that portion of Peter.
1: All right. Book. Well, uh, that has been our episode. Uh, that is Jeff Loeb and Tim sale. Uh, if you uh, liked any of it or if you uh, have other recommendations for us, uh, give us a shout on our Facebook page. It's next, uh, issue pod mm-hmm. or next issue podcast and on Twitter at next issue pod. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, Kyle
2: at Kylepedia on most, uh, forms of social media.
3: And you can find me at, at Adrian underscore Harry. And I'm on Twitter as
1: at Clay underscore Harrison. Zach.
0: And you can find me on just a sec here on uh, Dallass coming up right after next issue here and uh, we will be going live in just a minute so stick around for just a sec. Thank you for tuning in for next issue. And uh, God, and uh, God bless.
1: Excelsior <laughs>
0: This is alisonair.com, a Bacon Samurai production.